Amen. So good to see you. We had an incredible Christmas Eve service. I know many of you are going, I've done church in three days. Yes. But in case you missed something the other night, if you were here, maybe if you weren't here, I want to show you one of the coolest things. I kind of kept this secret, didn't tell nobody, because I wanted you to walk out and see how cool this was. So I didn't really kind of set it up. And a lot of people walked out and took a right. And they missed what was going on over on the left. You ever done that before? That's right. So I want to throw it up there in case you've seen it. Throw, throw this up there. My favorite thing here. Amazing. These little children. And of course, uh, Danny, she threw her live child in the manger at one point and uh, had him in there, and they took pictures of a real baby that was in there. So that was really cool. But I'm so glad you guys are here. And Christmas, did everybody have a good Christmas? Yes. Did you get everything you wanted? Uh, okay. So <laughs> someone just yells, no. Okay. Uh, well, I hope you do. Uh, I, I, I do enjoy giving gifts. I, I like the, you know, the, the idea of gifts and a lot of times, and they always send you these things down this time of, you know, unique gifts. And I found this one for $59. For $59, you can name a star after a loved one, a wife, a husband, a son, or whatever. For 50, I'm like, how about for free? I got a printer. So today, everybody gets a star named after themselves, okay? That's right. I'll just print it up, out, you know, and give you a certificate. But, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you ever got this gift here. This is my favorite. Is the, have you ever gotten the love coupon, the one-hour massage thing that your kids may give you or maybe even a spouse? Or, or have you ever had your spouse say this to you? Oh, you don't have to get me anything this year, honey. Don't ever fall for that trap. That is a straight trap. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Uh, or, or don't try to give the love coupon of going, here, here's a coupon for a one-hour massage. I know, I, I would encourage this. If you ever do get one of those, try this. Just try to redeem it right then. Okay, I'll take that. Let's go. You know, it's like, wait a minute. No, I just gave this to you. You can't do it. No, no, no. Let me speak to your manager, okay, because I want it now. Or the best time to redeem that, if you're a husband, like myself, your wife ever give you this. And by the way, this is only redeemable, you know, from your wife, not just anyone on the street. Okay, just know that as well. Can't walk up to somebody and go, I got a one-hour massage right here. It's, it's time. But uh, try this, though. If you get in trouble, or if, you know, if your wife is mad at you, which is never happens in my home, and try to redeem that during the argument, you know, pull that out. Just hang on. <laughs> Let her scream at you while she's giving you a massage. That's always the best. Well, I hope you got what you wanted. I really do. I hope you had a great uh, a time uh, during Christmas. I know we did. And uh, I want to share with you, as we got, I don't know if you know this week, though, this week we run into 2022. I know. I know. Everybody's so, <laughs> that was just a, yay, like, let's get rid of, <laughs> that was a very weird re response there. But yes, this week, we leave 2021 behind, and we start 2022. There you go. All right, come on. We got to be more excited about that. And so really praying about what to share today, I wanted to share something going into that. I want to share with you guys today, and I want to also set up our BLESS campaign that we're going to begin in January and really kind of talk about this. And so I'll share a little bit of that later, but here's the deal. I, I titled this Reconnect with Your Purpose in the year 2022. Reconnect with your purpose. And for us to know our purpose is really important. 
And so I want to ask you a question. And throw this image up there, Kat, if you will. And I'm going to ask you a question. Can, and for those who can't see it, I have it right here, but I'll throw a deal up there. There it is. Do you know what this is? Some of you may go, yes, I know exactly what that is. And Ivy is probably going, yes, I, can, I make those. You know, but this is a tool. And without really knowing what this is by looking at it, we could guess what it is. We could say, okay, yeah, sure, I, I can guess. But what is the purpose of this little tool right here? I'm sure some of you are asking that question. What is the purpose of that? Some of us, you know, may know, but most of us probably in this room don't know what this is. And we can, like I said, we can guess. We can probably find something to do with it. You know, it could be a Chinese throwing star. I don't know. But this, you know, you can make something up. But if we really wanted to know what the purpose of this tool is, if we really wanted to know, then the best person to ask is ask the person who made it. Ask the person who created it. And you can ask them questions. Why is it made of this material? Why is it shaped like it is? So if we really wanted to know our purpose in life, then we need to ask the creator. If we really want to know our, our purpose in our life, we, ask, we have to ask the one who created us and see what he has to say about it. Because if we don't understand God's purpose, I want you to listen to the statement right here. If we don't understand God's purpose for us, then we'll never understand God's plan for us. Hear that today. This little tool right here, and I'll tell you what it is in just a second. But I had a, 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 one of, somebody from our life group that came over. And they came over to our life, you know, to our house and to hang out a little bit. And at that time, I was replacing a faucet in our, in our sink, in our, in, our, in our kitchen. Well, Ricky is his name. And y'all remember Ricky and Cindy? We got to baptize them. And they come to know the Lord and just incredible people. And they come over and hang out with us and stuff like that. And, and so I, I was about to do the sink thing. And he goes, hey, I'll help you. I was like, good, man. That's why I invited you over to help me with things. So if any time I invite you over, you know there's a project involved. All right? I'm kidding. So we get under the sink, and I'm, I got to get this bolt off that's at the top. And so I try to get my wrench up in there, and I, it, it only moves about a half a centimeter. You ever get one of those? You go, mm, okay, there's a little bit. Mm, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit. And I kept on working it, working it, working it. 30, 45 minutes later, Ricky goes, let me give it a shot. He climbs under the sink. About four hours later, he's still working on it. And we just can't get it off. We're both frustrated. We're both trying to figure it out. We can't, and we finally get the thing down until we can get our fingers near it, and we start to do it, and we get it off. He's like, I will never come to your house again. <laughs> and so we take it off, and I'm like, I take a minute, a breather, you know, and I had to go pick up all the tools that I've thrown. And so I go back, and I'm going to go put it back on now. And I go back over, and I open the box that the new one comes in, and I'm, I'm getting up the instructions, and I'm actually going to read the instructions, sort of. <laughs> Let me guys read the instructions. Be honest with me. All right, put your hands up. How many of you guys do not read the instructions and go, oh, I can do this? Okay, I know, Jason, I, I know you do. All right, and that's usually my case. But I saw this thing sitting in the box. And I go, what is this? I have to know. And as I look down into this and I pick it up and I start to look at it, I go, well, this is odd. I don't know, does the hose go through here? Does, you know, is it something to do with turning? I don't know. So I had to flip open the instructions. As I look, let me tell you what this is. It is a tool to take off the bolt that we spent four hours trying to take off. It sat there in the box, unused. The purpose of this was to help me to take this thing off, and I kept it in the box, and I did not use it. Oh, that'll preach right there. And I sent this picture to Ricky after, you know, he left and said never to return. I sent this picture. I go, hey, I found this tool, and apparently we're supposed to stick this thing and just go, 
and it comes off. And it sat in the box. And too many times in our own lives that God has a purpose for us. God wants to use us in an incredible way. And God has this incredible purpose for us. And too many times we're going to leave that in the box and not use it. And so I want you to see that today. And I want to ask you to really look and ask that question today. What is my purpose? Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? So I want to look at four different things. And I'm going to say this. I plan on this being short today. I plan. That doesn't mean it will, but I plan on it, okay? All right, so, because I know you're going, we just had church. All right, we're having it again. All right, so let's look at God's call on our lives. Here's some things that I believe that God has called on our lives that I want you to hear this morning to look into what our purpose is. All right, number one, write this down. We are ambassadors for Jesus. We're ambassadors. As believers in this room, those of you that know Christ, those of you that have a relationship with Jesus, those of you that have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you were baptized in that faith, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this strongly this morning. Those of you that have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you know if your heart was to stop and you were to die, you have a place in heaven for eternity. I'm talking to you for a second. Listen to this. We are ambassadors for Jesus. And an ambassador is an authorized, authorized represent, representative for Christ. That means we've been authorized. That means the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Jesus uh, who was born uh, yesterday, who saved, who came to save us, has given us authority to be an ambassador for him. Hear that. He wants us to be his ambassador. We are Christ's ambassadors, and God is using us to speak to you. We are Christ's ambassadors, and God is using us to speak to you. We urge you as through Christ himself, we are pleading with you, be reconciled to God. But look at that first part. We are Christ's ambassadors. Hear that. He wants to use us. He wants us to speak to him. He wants us to speak for, 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 for him. We are Christ's ambassador. I keep saying that. We are a representative for the King of Kings. And we're to live a life of that. And, and when I say that, I want you to hear this part here. Is we're supposed to live such a life. And I say this all the time. So hear me if I say this again, if you've heard it before. But I believe the greatest way for us to be ambassadors for Jesus is how we live our lives. The greatest way for us to be ambassadors for Christ is for, for people who don't know him is how we live our lives. In our lives, how we live, though, the things that we say, the things that we do, the things that we, how we act, those type of things that God wants us to, uh, to be ambassadors for. He wants us to show the world him through our lives. That's the best way we can be ambassador for Jesus. Can I get an amen on that one? Because I want you to hear that this morning. We are ambassadors for Jesus. Here's the next one. We are called to do good works for Jesus. Now, good works doesn't save you. Good works doesn't give you that place in heaven. Only faith in Jesus does. That, that, that grace and that mercy that he gives us on the cross, believing in our hearts that he had died for us, uh, believing in our hearts that he is raised from the dead for us, believing in our hearts that he uh, is coming back for us. That's what gives us eternity, not good works. But we are called through salvation to do good works. And so we are called to do good works for Jesus. And let me tell you this, there is going to be much to do here at this church in the year 2022. 
We have a goal of reaching more and more and more people in our community. We're going to have more block parties. We're going to have more fun nights, family nights. We're going to have more things for you to be able to go and be a part of to bring people to Jesus Christ. We are going to do those things, and we need you to jump on board with us. We need you to say, hey, I'm all in with you. We need you to say, hey, listen, I get it. I'm on board with you. I believe in the vision of this church. I believe in the vision of our pastor. And I believe in what you guys are doing here. And I'm going all in and I'm jumping in the boat with you. And I'm giving me an oar so I can help you row this boat. Because there are people in this community that need Jesus Christ. There are people in this community that need saving faith in Christ. There are people in this, in this community that without Jesus, they're going somewhere else, not heaven. And we can do good works to get those things done. Amen? Bible says this, it says, for we are God's workmanship. That we are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do what? Everybody say good works. He says, we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has prepared already for us to do some things, and we've already had some calendar planning meetings. We've already prepared some good things for you to do as well. And we're going to ask you to jump in, to volunteer, to be a part. We have so many teams here. We're youth program here. We have student program here. We have a first impressions team here. We have lots of different teams and a lot of different things. We're going to have, again, like I said, I'm going to say it again, more block parties to bring people into our, into our grounds, into our community. So why? So then we can be an ambassador for him. Why? So we can talk to somebody and share with somebody. There's story after story I've heard of already people who come into block party and that have just walked in and no matter what they were going through, they were met with a smiling face. They were met with people who, who, who are all in with us here that shook a hand and gave a gift away and said, hey, thank you for being here. And, you know, and it just, it, there's something about getting a smile from somebody. There's something about just someone giving you a handshake. There's something about when you're able to look someone, whatever you're going through, and someone is just kind to you that does something to you internally. And that's what we're here for. We're ambassadors for Jesus. We're called to do good works for Jesus. For we are all God's workmanship, which leads into this one. We are messengers of love for Jesus. We are the messengers of love. We are to love one another. We are to love people. We are to love them in such a way that is just, uh, uh, that is the hands and feet of Jesus. We are to be messengers of love for people. You know, sometimes we blow that. Sometimes we, we don't do a good job with that. Sometimes that we get, you know, caught up in life. Sometimes we get caught up in our own situations and our own circumstances. Sometimes we get caught up in our own whatever stresses, and we don't do a good job of loving our neighbor. We don't do that great of a job of loving the people. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is to love the people that you don't want to love. The hardest thing for us to do sometimes is love those people that you know that are, are just hard people to love. And I'll give you an example of my own example of how difficult it was when I had a situation one day. As you know, I was a basketball coach 
I coached basketball for a very long time. I was at Lake Travis for a long time, and then I was the head coach over at Hyde Park for a very long time. Uh, loved it there, had a great time. And one of the cool things from going from, you know, the, the public school, which where I coached in Lake Travis, to uh, a place where I was able to share the gospel, and I was able to read scriptures, and we were able to pray before games. It was just a really neat experience of being able to be at Hyde Park Baptist Schools because it was just neat, you know, because we, again, we got to pray. And every game, I would, uh, I had this little Bible I'd keep in my back pocket, and I'd pull that Bible out, and I would share scriptures with the kids, you know, the players right before games. I'd do a devotion, things of that nature, and I'd always keep that Bible with me, and I'd keep it in my back pocket to remind me that I'm a ambassador. I'm an ambassador for him. I'd always keep that Bible in my back pocket to remind me that I'm called to do good works for him. I'd always keep that Bible in my back pocket to, to remind me that I'm a messenger of love for him. And one day we were having a district game. And God bless referees. Sometimes you get these referees that just doesn't see it the way you see it. And this referee was, was I don't want to be mean because he may be here. And if you are here, sir, I'm sorry. But you are horrible. But so he was, he was just making bad calls. And I kept going, man, come on, dude. I mean, make a better call here. I talked to him as he goes by. And if you've ever watched me coach, I'm very calm. Whoa, are you, are you serious? I, I sit there and I go, excuse me, sir, could you, uh, could we talk? No. I'm a little bit more excited when I coach basketball, i put it that way, okay? So I yell and I scream and I get on the boards and I, rah, 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 and I'm just, I bark. And if the referee makes a bad call, I politely tell him he's wrong. And so he was making bad calls. And so one of my players, you know, all night long, too, I've been dealing with this. And I've already had the look. I don't know if you've ever coached basketball. If you ever watched somebody coach basketball as a referee's running down the court, and if you said something, he kind of goes. <laughs> I got that look already, okay? So if you know what that look is, it's the don't say another word or I'm going to give you a technical foul. And you're going to have to sit down. And, of course, i got to go athletic director and tell why I had a technical foul. So I'm like, I calmed down a little bit. Into the game, back and forth, really crazy. This guy was bad. One of my players got pushed into the wall. I mean, pushed. He's going up for a layup. He gets pushed from behind. Actually, some of you probably even know this player. It was Kurt Phelous who got pushed into the wall. Kurt Phelous played for me. Don Phelous, that whole you know, family there. He was playing for me at the time. He got pushed from behind into the wall, hit the wall, bounced off the wall, laid there motionless. The referee sees this. He then hops over Kurt. And comes running down the deal, last minute of the game, this kid makes a layup. They won the game. I politely said, hey, don't do that. That was a bad call. No. Buzzer went off. I lost my living mind. I now chase this referee out the gym. If you've ever seen the end of a game, at the end of the game, what happens is the referees run out the gym. You ever seen this? Watch a basketball game. As soon as the whistle rings, the referees take off out the gym because of people like me, okay? I don't know what happened. I lost my mind. And I jump, and I'm just running after him because, I one, I was protective of this kid that was laying on the ground. A little, it was just a bad night all night long. And my wife is a basketball coach as well. So I'm going to point that out. My wife, she's crazier than me. 
calling me all of my lies today. Okay, no, she's not. And so she's there. She sees me go nuts. I go chasing this man out the gym. I'm going out the gym. He's running. I'm behind him going, excuse me, excuse me, hey. And I'm yelling at the top of my lungs going, I need to talk to you. And all of a sudden, he turns around and looks at me and goes, is that a Bible in your back pocket? And says, I thought this was a Christian school. Shot to the heart and you're to blame. I just gave Christianity a bad name. I don't know this guy. I, I don't know where his world was. I don't know what he was going through at home. I don't know his story. I don't know if he knew Jesus. And I just lost my mind and chased this man out the gym with a Bible in my back pocket. That day I was not a messenger of love. That day I did a horrible job of being what God's called me to be and being a messenger of love. And look at the verse says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all your strength. Oh, I can do that. But then the second part, he said, look at the second part with me. The second part is this. The second one is this. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love this referee as yourself. Love this guy who made bad calls all night long as yourself. Love him the same way Jesus would love him. I didn't do that. It was a great wake-up call for me. It was a great moment for me. It was a great, you know, uh, grow-up moment for me. It was a great learning experience for me. And what I was able to do out of that was learn a little bit more. I wrote this man this very long letter of an apology, and I sent it into the uh, referee board and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if he got it or not. I've never seen him again. Never, he, never ref, <laughs> he never ref my games again. <laughs> Probably a reason for that. But, man, it was this really good you know, it was a bad thing for me to do at that moment, but it really helped me see what it means to be a messenger of love for Jesus, especially when we drive in Austin, Texas traffic. Some of you just said, okay, it's time to go now. We are ambassadors for Jesus. We are called to do good works for Jesus. We are a messenger of love for Jesus. And this is going to be a big, and I want you to hear this as I kind of promote this blessed campaign, this blessed series that we're going to be starting in January. And Pastor Key is going to be coming and bringing us this incredible thing. We're all going to get some books. And we're asking you to dig into this because this is going to be a really big thing of how we treat our neighbors. There is no commandment greater than these, he said, after he says, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than this. The next one is this. Write this down. We are called by Jesus to be disciples. We're called to make disciples. We are called by Jesus to make disciples. We'll put make in that, okay, to make disciples. <laughs> I just realized, hey, I'm not making it. That's okay. We are called by Jesus to make disciples. That means that God wants us to make disciples. Look what he says. He says then Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples. Go. And how are we going to do that? Man, we got to go. You got to move. You got to get out of your seat. You got to find that purpose. You got to go, what is that purpose in my life? What is that tool that God has given me? Because each and every one of you in this room has a tool that God has given you to reach people. God has given you something. God, I mean, some of you go, well, I can't talk. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. Trust me. I promise you, if we can sit down for a minute, I will find, if anybody in this room says, man, God can't use me because blank, I will find a reason why God can use you. 
give me five minutes with you. Because every single one of you have a story and every single one of you in this room has a tool that God has given you that is sitting in a box that he wants to use to make disciples. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely as I am with you always to the very end of the age, Matthew 28. Listen to that. He says, go, make disciples of all nations. I say it this way, we need to make the most of every opportunity that we have. We need to make the most of every opportunity that we have in the year 2022. 2021, you got a few days left. If you want to go try to make the most of every opportunity in five days, go for it. And make 2021 an incredible year in the next five days, okay? You could do that, of course. But 2022 is coming. In 2022, we can make the most of every opportunity that God gives us in the year 2022. It's right there for us. Fresh start. Some of you are saying, man, I need to start over. I just need to push 2021 behind me. Oh, I need to put that behind me. I need to put 2020 behind me. 2019 behind me. All those things. Yeah, maybe we'll put all that behind you. Sure. Because guess what? 2022 is coming up, and we can make the most of every opportunity in 2022. It's here. Start fresh. Find your purpose. There's a story I tell you, I was in East Texas and I was preaching at this deal. And, and, and what happened was, is I always give a call. I always kind of talk about this, make the most of every opportunity. And I'm usually, when I go into a place to preach and this thing for teenagers, I do a thing on Friday night where I used to speak in schools. And then Friday night I do a big event. Saturday, Saturday morning I do an event. And Saturday night I do an event. And then I usually I'm out of there if I'm not preaching on a Sunday morning at their church. But so on that Saturday morning, I always tell students, invite someone to church. Tell them every time, hey, invite somebody for tonight. They don't have to sign up. They don't have to pay any money. They don't get a T-shirt. They may not get food, but they can come into this service at 730 and be a part and hear the gospel because I'm going to share the gospel tonight. And if you have a friend who needs the gospel, and I always ask people, hey, you know, if you know somebody that needs Christ, raise your hand. Like every kid raise their hand, all that kind of stuff. And I say, okay, then go send them a text. Go knock on a door. Go drive around during the time that you have in between these services, whether they're doing something fun or doing something service right. I said, go find somebody and bring them in here tonight. I would say that every single time I do a Disciple Now or, or some kind of weekend for a church. While well, I was in East Texas and I made that call. As I made that call, um, that night, you know, there were friends and people did show up. And I have already started on stage and I'm standing up there and I've kind of started my routine and I'm doing a bunch of fun things up front and we're laughing and hanging all that. And I'm starting about to just kind of get serious with it. And almost every kid in this building, it was a little small church, there's only a couple hundred students in there. And all of a sudden in this building, I saw almost half, more than half, 90% of these students look to the back door or the side door, like the little side door over there. Now I just go, and this kid walked in. I didn't know that kid. I'm thinking, why is every kid in this room now looking at that kid? Am I in danger? What's happening? I don't know, but they're all looking at him. It was like Jesus just walked into the building. And I'm like, okay. He came in the side door, walked all the way to the back, like a very good Baptist, and sat in the back row. No, I'm kidding. So he sat in the back, and as he sat back there, um, I just kept thinking, who's this kid? Who's this kid? I got to the very end. And uh, I gave an invitation, and that kid was one of the first kids to jump up. He comes down to the front with many others, and he gave his life to the Lord. And when he did, I saw this eruption happen in this crowd. And here's what I found out. 
That Saturday morning when I said, hey, go invite somebody, that Saturday morning when I said, hey, go and, you know, text somebody, call somebody, go to somebody's door, this kid was the number one drug dealer at the school in East Texas. The number one drug dealer that everybody knew was the number one drug dealer. He was one of the most popular kids in the school. And the kid woke up that afternoon after we had already been done and gone. He probably woke up after being high or drunk or whatever that night. And he woke up and looked at his phone. He had 72 text messages on his phone. He was like, wow. And it was all said this, come to Emmanuel Baptist tonight. You man, hey dude, you ought to come to Emmanuel Baptist. Come to Emmanuel Baptist. Come to 72 text messages inviting this kid to come to Emmanuel Baptist Church that night. And this kid was like, this is going to be the best drug dealing money I'll ever make right here at the Baptist Church. <laughs> so this kid, come, this kid comes in having no idea what's going on. Just come, be a part, do this. He shows up that night and gives his life to the Lord. Now, if I would stop that story right there, you go, that's a pretty amazing story. That's pretty cool to hear about this kid and all this stuff and all that. But here's what this kid did. He went home that night and flushed every drug that he owned down the toilet. He not only then did that, the very next day was, was Sunday. He came to church. They ended up baptized. I wasn't there. I had to move, go on. But what I, this is from now from what I've heard. He was baptized that morning. He then went to school on Monday and started to apologize to every kid that he'd ever sold drugs to. Hey, man, I'm sorry. Hey, I, I have a new life now. I'm new now. And he started apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. And if I stopped there, that would be a pretty cool story, right? But not only that, he went to the head football coach who ran the FCA. That's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He ran that. And so he ran that. He comes to it. He used to play football. And he goes over there and he says, hey, listen, um, can I speak at FCA on Monday night? He goes, hold on, I kicked you off the team because you were a drug dealer and you used drugs. He goes, not anymore. He goes, I have a new life. Can I share that? The coach was a little weary. He goes, okay. He started hearing about all this stuff. He's got some people at that church. He didn't go to that church, but he knew people. So he started hearing stuff. He goes, okay, sure. So this kid now for the rest of the week goes and starts inviting people over and over and over and over to come to FCA. Monday night comes. It was the biggest FCA they had ever seen. Because everyone to know what in the world is going on with this dude. The number one drug dealer, most popular kid, is asking us to come to FCA. What is going on? What's happening? It was so unique and it was so something that they all wanted to know. The kid that night, and if I stopped there, that'd be pretty cool as well. But that night he shares his testimony of a week ago of getting all the text messages, showing up at this church, giving his life to the Lord. And then he asked everyone to bow their heads and said the exact same prayer that he prayed a week ago to the students in that room and asked them to be saved, and half the room got saved. How cool is that? And if I stopped there, that'd be pretty cool, right? The kid then went in and graduated school. He went to ETBU, East Texas Baptist University, right down the street. And now this kid is a youth pastor in the state of Texas. Isn't that cool? That's a God story. He found his purpose. Bring him out! No. Um, that'd be really cool. You play real soft. I'm going to close here. I'm going to try to get done here. <laughs> if the guy walked out, that'd be cool. Okay. Last thing. The dude found his purpose. Now he's leading people to Christ, a church in Texas. But here's, but here's why. 
because somebody invited him. Actually, not just somebody. 72 people invited him, all right? So maybe you're thinking of that person in your life that you know that needs Christ, that they need that. Then maybe it will take 72 chances. Maybe it takes 72 text messages. Maybe it takes that long. But God has a plan. And let me give you the ultimate purpose here, okay? So our primary purpose is to bring glory to God. Here's the primary purpose. Our primary purpose is to bring glory to God. By doing all those things that I just mentioned, ambassador, messenger of love, all of those things, all brings glory to God. That's what it all comes around to. That's what the most important thing here is. Look how clearly God tells us our purpose in his word. Romans eleven thirty six. Should be up there if it's not. This is. Romans eleven thirty six. For everything comes from him. Everything. Hear this again. Romans eleven thirty six. For everything comes from him. Everything exists by his power, and everything is purposed for his glory. Can't get any clearer than that. Our primary purpose is to bring glory to God. There it is. Like I said, it couldn't be any more clear. We're on this planet to bring glory to God. And God wants to use us. God wants us to make disciples. God wants us to be ambassadors. God wants us to be messengers of love. And all those things brings glory to God. This is shared purpose in every single person. If you can get that now, if we truly can get that now, it will save us a lot of problems. It will save us a whole lot of problems if we could just capture that now in our hearts. This is, is going to take a bunch of different forms and shapes. It takes a bunch of different forms and shapes and callings. But at the end of the day, this is why we're here. To bring glory to God. I hope, I want you to do this today at some point. Would you just today tell somebody that their purpose is to bring glory to God? So why is this important? Because when we know our purpose, we can begin to understand God's plan for us. When we know our purpose, what is this thing? When we get that purpose, this guy didn't get to be fulfilled. He missed out on his fulfillment because I left him in the box. And it wasn't until I took him out of the box and put the new one on that he was fulfilled. And too many times we sit around and we, we're missing that purpose. We're missing that fulfillment. So if we don't understand, I'm going to say this again, but so if we don't understand God's purpose for us, we'll never understand the plan he has for us. Everything was made with the purpose of pointing our hearts and our minds back to the Creator. This is the whole reason why we exist. And I threw this one up there. I want you to take this one to heart. God wants to do something in you. God wants to do something in you so that he can do something through you in the year 2022. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the year 2022? I mean, I could put on the coaching voice right before we go into the game, you know, where I get my team in the huddle. And we kind of get down like this, and are you ready? You know, we're not going to do that. I want to anyway, but no, not going to. But year 2022 is coming. We're five days away. My heart, my prayer for you, 
the body of this church is to go do something amazing in this community in the year 2022. It's laid out in front of us. It's right here. But we need you guys to jump on board with us. Go all in with us. Don't miss an opportunity. Because there's somebody waiting that needs 72 text messages. They need 72 text messages from you to find their purpose possibly. Or maybe it's just one call. Maybe it's just one greeting in the supermarket or the gas station that says, hey, we meet at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. You should come. God can use that. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you. But Father, as we spend this time in worship, I pray that you will put on our hearts in this moment right here what 2022 looks like for us. God, in the hearts of those in this room today and maybe even those who are watching at home, God, I pray that you will put on the hearts of those what their purpose lies, that we can go and make that difference. It's time to go make a difference in this world. It's time to go make a difference in this community. And God, I pray you use this church, the people of this place, to attack this community in the most amazing way. Let us be ambassadors, Lord. Let us be messengers of love in this community. Let us, God, do what you've called us to do to go make disciples. So, Father, we ask that 2022 will be the best year yet. That we will see more people come to know you in 2022. We'll see more people baptized in the year 2022. And at the end of the day, you get the glory. It's all about you. Because you did it. So, God, let us meditate on that today. Father, we love you. You're an amazing God. Thank you for what you do for us. Thank you for loving us. And Father, I ask during this time of worship as we continue just with, that you will continue to move into this place in the hearts. And God, I pray you even in this moment start to reveal the purpose and the plan that you have for people in this room right now. How you can use them to do good works in this place. Put on their hearts right now, Lord, how they can help us move forward. We love you. We give this time to you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship. You may stand.